What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. All right, guys, so I want to start with the obvious news that we all got on Election Day. <laughs> um, Erica, if you, well, I, I should start by saying if you haven't already heard, um, Erica Girardi, um, also known as Erica Jane, Queen from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is filing for divorce from her husband, Tom Girardi. Um, they've been married for 21 years. Um, and this was confirmed by E! News, and then soon later it was confirmed by everybody else. Um, her statement, her official statement was, After much consideration, I have decided to end my marriage to Tom Girardi. This is not a step taken light or lightly or easily. I have great love and respect for Tom and for our years and lives we've built together. Uh, it is my absolute wish to proceed through this process with respect and with privacy that both Tom and I deserved. I request others give us that privacy as well. So that was her official statement. So uh, after I did see this, because I, I, as as many of you know, I'm a, I'm a fan. I've been watching since the beginning. Um, I was shocked. Um, like many of you, I'm sure. Um, came out of the blue, was not expecting it whatsoever. I completely thought they were in a great place. Um, she speaks very highly of him. So I don't really know what the story is here. Um, and I do have to say that after much digging, I still can't find a clear and concise, um, reason. So I don't know if maybe we're going to see, um, it play out on the show because I, I, they are, um, uh, they've commenced filming. They've been filming for a couple weeks now. So I, I don't know if this is something that we're going to see on the show, um, or if it's, I'm sure just because it's been everywhere, it's going to, it's going to be brought up, but maybe we'll get to learn a little bit more about it during the show. So with that said, one big question that I've been getting from you guys is, um, does she have a prenup? And she has stated, um, well, this was actually, she stated before, um, but, um, she actually was on a show with Andy Cohen. I, I, she was interviewed by Andy Cohen called Then and Now. Um, that was the name of the segment or show, whatever it was. And this was back in 2018. Um, she did say, I don't have a prenup. And she also went on to say, um, but let me tell you something. Let me be very clear. I'm married to a very powerful lawyer. A prenup wouldn't stand in his way anyway. So it doesn't matter whether you had one or you didn't. It's going to be all Tom's way, I assure you. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Would the prenup really matter at this stage in the game? No. I mean, ultimately, because they've been married for 21 years, it's clear that Eric is not with her for them, with him for the money. Um, and um, she actually has her own money. So this is really interesting. I, I feel like this is going to be a very amicable divorce. I don't think it's going to be a big, um, uh, you know, um, unless something crazy has happened and we just don't know. I don't see this as being that big of a issue where a prenup would really be... Um, needed to be in play basically also in february of 2019 um erica was speaking i don't know if you guys remember all of the allegations that you know um came out about tom it wasn't really allegations but it was just legal problems that he was getting into um and erica did comment on that in 2019 she was um she told us magazine um, listen, we're in the lawsuit business we get we sue and we get sued so what so what it's part of the job um, and she also said that, um, and she also said in 2019 on entertainment tonight, this is still speaking on the same issue. She had said, you can't show those things on television. It's as simple as that. You can't show legal issues on TV. You can show trials. We're not in trial. Um, 
Tom is a lawyer. He has his own firm. He has his own clients. And so that is his first responsibility. So those are just things that I have found um, on just on her marriage and some of the rough patches they've gone through. But honestly, guys, I I feel like part of this could be an issue regarding um, regarding legalities. Like maybe they just can't stay married anymore because of financial problems that they're going through. Um, maybe he can't be on the camera anymore and that's an issue and she, you know, wants to, he wants her to live her dream. I really don't know. There's lots of different scenarios, but I don't think it's that they don't love each other, um, because we've clearly seen the love from both of them. We don't get to see Tom that much on camera to really dive into this that much, but from what I can tell, and just from my observation of the show, I don't think this is like a, I don't love you anymore type of situation. So, um, we're really just going to have to see how this plays out if so on camera. So other than that bombshell of a news that we got on election day, um, there hasn't been much um, news going on with Beverly Hills only because they are filming. Um, I can tell you guys that the cast trip was in Lake Tahoe, if you didn't already know that. Um, I And we did get a little intro video from Crystal um, and Kathy, who are new members on the show. And they seem like they are having fun. Um, I, I'm really excited to see them both in the show. Um, I liked the little bit. If you guys... Um, haven't got a chance to see it. I will post it on my Instagram story today, um, so that you guys can go ahead and look at that, but it's just a little video. Um, and I think it was filmed in, uh, Lake Tahoe at wherever they were staying. And, um, essentially it's just Crystal and Kathy and they're just kind of talking about, um, what they're looking most forward to of being a new housewife on Beverly Hills. Alrighty. So let's briefly move on. I have just a little bit of a, um, interview uh, with Candace from Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, so Candace was on a podcast, uh, I believe it's called Just the Sip podcast. And she's basically dishing on her feelings going into the reunion um, and taping that facing Monique for the first time since the fight. So her statement on the podcast was, I think this is the first year I'm not looking forward to the reunion. I'm just like, can we get to it? And get to it and through it and then take me to the bar. If your name is on either couch, if your name is on either couch closer to Andy Cohen, that means that you're going to have the hardest reunion. Did I lie? Um, and then uh, basically in terms of she'd return on the show, should Monique stay on, Candace said that she didn't see a world where the two of them can exist. Um, so it's hinting at a possible departure. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't see, I don't see a resolution at this point in the game. I don't see a resolution between them two. So it could lead to one of them being removed from the show one of, and I don't know who they're going to remove at this point. So, um, I, it might be Monique. Um, so I don't think Candace, I don't think Candace would, um, leave, but, um, I, I have a feeling that Monique, this is probably her last season. So again, we're just going to have to wait and see, but that's your update for Candace's feelings on the reunion. I also wanted to say real quick, um, that, um, if you didn't already know, the the people that uh, are the housewife that sits closest to Andy is usually the one that has the most drama going on that season. So if you didn't already know that, just keep that in mind going into any reunion that you watch moving forward. <laughs> All right, so we had the most stuff going on with Orange County this week, um, just because they're still early on in their season. Um, so we're going to start here with, um, if you guys didn't already know this, Emily um, revealed... Uh, why she unfollowed Bronwyn after Bronwyn claimed that she did due to their co uh, conflicting political beliefs. Um, so I'm not sure if I already talked about this because I feel like I have, but um, I think I had talked something about how Bronwyn had made that comment. 
um, that she felt that Emily was unfollowing her due to her beliefs, but Emily is now responding to this. So, um, uh, if you didn't already know, let me kind of recap you here. So a recent appearance for Bronwyn on, um, it's a podcast called getting real with the real housewives. Um, she said that she thinks Emily and Kelly unfollowed her on social media because they're conservative. So her quote was, I don't know why they unfollowed me, but that's weird. I have a guess. Emily and Kelly are both very conservative. Um, they're both Trump supporters and I am very vocal on my Instagram about what my beliefs are. And I understand that a lot of people don't like that. Right. So then Emily, um, also was on the all about the real housewives podcast and this is what she had to say about unfollowing bronwyn she said let me be very clear i did not unfollow bronwyn because of her political beliefs i have studied and admired constitutional law i believe everyone is entitled to the right to free speech and to express your beliefs freely i unfollow bronwyn because she's a hypocrite bronwyn has an uncanny knack for reeling people in and making them feel sorry for her then firmly requiring that people judge her choices in people not judge her choices in life. She uses the term modern and progressive to justify her own questionable questionable life choices, while at the exact same time pointing fingers at others, labeling them and harshly judging them. For example, Bronwyn was very judgmental towards Gina for her decision to move in with Travis and made derogatory comments about Gina's living situation. Bronwyn also doesn't like Elizabeth and refuses to engage with her. I have no idea why, and I find these antics to be blatantly mean and judgmental. She also went on to say, also, Bronwyn has stated that Kelly doesn't deserve to celebrate her recent wedding because it's her third marriage. Bronwyn's judgment is not is directed at women and their personal life choices, all while standing firmly on her soapbox and preaching about how she empowers women. The blatant hip- hypocrisy is why I chose to unfollow her. So clearly, she it's not because of her political beliefs, but it's just the way she acts. So um, I personally, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't really like Bronwyn. I... I do feel compassion for her, but there's certain things about her personality that I just don't like. And I think it's that, um, you know, the hypocrisy there that kind of bothers me a little bit. I don't know. I can see where Emily's coming from so I can understand why she's frustrated um, and obviously ultimately led to her unfollowing Bronwyn. So also, if you're not already aware, um, Kelly's been getting a lot of heat um, in the blogs and on social media recently just because of her behavior towards the coronavirus and everything going on. Um, I'm sure I've talked about it before on here, but um, Gina actually reacted to um, basically everybody's, um, she she reacted to the fans that are boycotting season 15 because of Kelly Dodd's controversial behavior um, over the past few months. Um, so here is what Gina had to say. Um, I do think that if somebody really has been offended and feels that they've been victimized by something that she said, I understand if they want to take a stand and they don't want to watch. Um, she just can't get out of her own way. I don't agree with any of it. I don't like any of it. Um, she suggests that the fans fast forward, though, um, because Kelly parts um, Kelly's parts as the... Um, um, she kind of parts as the, uh, the real housewives of cast. Um, I don't, why can't I speak? Um, she parts with the rest of the cast, um, being, being that very important things happening to them. And Gina also said, she'll say anything for a joke. Um, but she doesn't understand she's not a comedian. She's just on a show where she's just a public figure. And so it's hard because I want to believe that she doesn't mean a lot of the stupid things that she says, but she still says them. Um, that's kind of a good response, but here's the thing, guys, you have to understand that we live in a world where so many people are going to have all these different opinions. And I think, you know, if you can't take everything like to heart, you know, like unless she's done something to personally attack you, then just let it go. I mean, just, 
you know, obviously she says some pretty crazy stuff sometimes, but it's her opinion. It's she's entitled to her own opinion. And I think that we just kind of have to let her be her. And it's up to Bravo if they want to keep her on the show for that. I mean, she is a public figure. So not everybody's going to like every single thing that she says. So I don't think that we need to judge her for every little thing that she says just because we don't agree with it. And while on the topic of keeping the peace, um, so if you did watch Orange County last year, there was a lawsuit going on between Shannon Bedore and Jim Bellino, um, who was a husband of a previous housewife, uh, Alexis Bellino. Um, so Shannon actually officially won that case against Jim Bellino, um, who sued both Shannon and um, former star Tamara uh, for defamation in 2018. So um, in addition to having the Bellino case dismissed, um, Shannon was also was awarded um, $137,340.25 of the $220,000 she sought for her legal fees. Um, her statement was, I am grateful and relieved because this has taken an emotional and financial toll on my family. Um, and then Bellino's lawyer uh, said in a statement via People, um, that the that though the Bador case has been closed, the case against Judge is still moving ahead. Uh, the statement was, "We are disappointed with the court's uh, court of appeals ruling as it pertains to Miss Bador, but nevertheless pleased that the court at the same time ruled that Mr. Bellino's defamation case against Ms. Bador's co-defendant Tamara Judge should go forward." Um, so, if you guys want to read more about that, you can kind of look into it. I was kind of bored by it just because I I don't like Jim Bellino and I don't really think that he's a good human. (laughs) Um, So um, if you guys want to read more about that, I'm sure you can find it somewhere on people's website. But I just didn't think it was that relevant just because um, uh, Tamara's not really on the show anymore. So I don't think we need to go on to, you know, what else it was into. Basically, the whole lawsuit was a defamation of character lawsuit. It's a whole bunch of baloney anyway. So, um, you know, uh, good luck to Tamara, basically. (laughs) That was it for Orange County, but I do have a little bit of a bonus content for you guys. If you knew of um, the franchise, it was called The Real Housewives of Miami. Um, It was a very short-lived franchise. I believe it was on for four seasons, and then it got canceled. Um, I do have a little bit of bonus content for you guys um, on that. Andy was actually on a podcast called Everything Iconic um, on uh, November 4th. Um, So I caught this interview that he was saying... Um, I have really been trying to get Peacock to pick up Miami. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't know where we are with that. I have to say the fans of Miami are still very vocal. And so I've been an advocate for Peacock bringing back Miami. Um, And then he weighed in on why he thinks that the series wasn't as successful as the other Housewives shows. He said, I think Miami, as it was on Bravo, really suffered from Mama Elsa not being around in season three. She was very sick. I think she was more important. I think she was a more important part of the show than people realized. The problem was the third season was that the ratings were declining as it went on and they went down for the reunion, which is usually the opposite of what happens. I think that went into the decision to not to not pick it up. Um, I personally have not seen Brahas as a Miami, so I don't um, know like the history on that. But um, I'm all for bringing any new franchises on. I was ecstatic when they announced Salt Lake City. So if if people are asking for Miami back, I would, I would not be opposed to it. It's more franchises for us to watch and to be entertained by. So um, that's my opinion on that. There you have it. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for keeping me updated, sending me text DMs of all the tea you can find. I really appreciate it. 
Um, if you're new listening and this is your first time, I will update you. We have um, Atlanta premiering December 6th. We have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiering next week, the 11th. Um, and then we have Dallas premiering hopefully in January and also um, New Jersey hopefully premiering in February. So save those dates. Um, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to let me know. But other than that, I will see you on Monday for Potomac. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.